Hello, and welcome back to episode two of The Rainbow Chaser, Colorful Tales from a Struggling Actor. I'm Terry Power, and uh, this episode is brought to you by my glass of wine. Uh, this episode is actually called uh, The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow, and this is part one. The first major musical I ever saw was Annie in San Francisco. Grandma Ruth had season tickets to the San Francisco Symphony and Opera every year, and I was the one person she knew that loved the arts, even at 10 years old, so I attended with her. When the Broadway tour of Annie came to the Golden Gate City, Grandma made sure to get us tickets and took me to see the production. It was there that the bug took a serious bite out of me. Primarily, it was the fact that the lead character in the musical was a girl not much older than I was. I sat there amazed and stunned, but mostly with the deepest sense that I could do exactly what she was doing on that stage in front of the large audience. I wasn't being cocky. I was just simply right. By the age of 10, I had been in several school plays and musicals. I could sing, dance, and act, known as a triple threat, and often was cast as the narrator in shows because I could memorize long pieces of text and hold a commanding presence on stage, even though I only stood four feet tall. In my heart, I was Annie. I lived most of the year with my mother and her boyfriend in the Cleveland projects, and it was only in the summers when my grandma Ruth paid for my trip that I was able to escape the steel mill smoke and poverty of my birthplace and spend summers swimming in the Pacific. Grandma was my daddy Warbucks, and I loved California. Attending that production of Annie was when the dream of being an actor was well and truly born. Upon our exit of the theater, Grandma Ruth purchased the recording of the production for me. It was a vinyl record inserted in a cardboard sleeve that contained the lyrics to all the songs and still photographs of the touring production. As soon as we returned to my grandparents' home in Petaluma, I pulled out the portable record player and relived the experience in my imagination, but with me cast as Annie. That summer, I memorized every song, recalled all the dances, and turned my little guest bedroom into a theater. In August, I flew back to Cleveland with the recording and record player in tow. I continued to listen and sing along to all the songs, and then I was given my first opportunity to perform. My mother and her boyfriend, Clark, had announced their engagement and the wedding was approaching. I was the only child allowed to attend the reception and there was going to be a live band. Family and friends were planning to speak and play for the couple too. 
the reception organizer, a family friend, asked me if I wanted to speak at the reception. And I blurted out, no, I want to sing. And I was given my little performance slot in the schedule of the evening's events. For the wedding, I picked out a blue and white sailor-themed dress that we purchased from a department store. I chose the dress from the array of pink and yellow taffeta ones because it resembled the dress the child actor wore on stage in the Broadway tour. My parents' wedding was held in a big Catholic church, and there were hundreds of guests in attendance. I led the little flower girls down the aisle, and many people remarked on how brave I was to do so. I had never experienced stage fright myself, but my mother was a mess. At one point, kneeling at the altar, she completely fainted and could hardly be heard through the ceremony. We assumed she said, I do. She recovered by the time we all headed to the reception. And there, a huge party of adults was waiting for us. There were songs, dances, and speeches galore. And then finally, I was called to the stage and given the microphone. The lead band member quickly took the microphone back as soon as I started singing. They didn't know the song to accompany me, so I sang it a cappella. As a result of all my practice in my room, I had developed a vocal ability to belt the song at full voice, even in that large crowded hall. I didn't need amplification. I sang the iconic, The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow, and everyone was stunned. Then they cheered and made me sing it again. The lead band member spoke into the microphone, admitting that he had never heard a child sing like that. And guests from other receptions in the building started to join ours until the hall was packed. I spent 20 minutes singing through my repertoire for all the guests. I was no longer in an events building in a suburb of Cleveland singing at my parents' wedding reception, but on Broadway, performing in the lead role of the musical Annie. That evening, men and women from our party and others pulled me aside and told me that I should be an actor. Words rained over me like chops, talent, pipes, grit, prodigy, and star. My mother was accosted by family members and strangers alike that wanted to ask her about my gifts, curious about the young, talented powerhouse of a daughter she had produced. Repeatedly, I heard my painfully shy mother respond, she doesn't get it from me. She's just naturally talented. She's been singing and dancing since she was very little. Then came responses like, she should be in shows. You need to get her an agent. She could make a lot of money. My mother may have laughed it off, but it was this last statement that stayed with me and occupied the forefront of my mind. 
I mused over the thought that at 10 years old, I could make a lot of money singing and dancing. I knew all too well how hard my family worked to make ends meet. And I dreamed of us getting out of the projects and into our own home. I believed so strongly that I could make that happen for them that I spent even more time practicing and preparing for the auditions and career I knew would soon come. <laughs>